you're listening to a message from Every Nation Canberra. In this message, Pastor Joe Sulit sets the foundation for our series, Amazing Grace. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to church. If it's your first time here and if you've seen new faces today, why don't you take time out to just extend your hand and say hi to them. Welcome to church. If it's your first time, welcome back if you haven't been around for quite a while. Yes, my name is Joe. I'm one of your leaders here. We're Every Nation Canberra. We exist to honor God and make disciples. We're starting a new series called Amazing Grace, and I just want you to watch these videos first. We've heard a lot of things about grace, but have we taken the time to see what the Bible really says about it? It's time to go deeper into God's Word and get a better look at the many facets of grace that saves us, sustains us, and empowers us to live freely in His amazing grace. We are starting our prayer, fasting, and consecration week next week. And in line with that, I'd just like you to watch a video, a message from our president, Steve Merrill. You might be wondering why he's called president of every nation. Every nation doesn't have any founder, human founder, because the founder of the church is Jesus Christ. That's why we don't have any founder. Steve Merrill is our president. He actually runs the organization as far as the uh, structure is concerned, but we don't have any sort of like leader on top. What I like about Steve is that he doesn't, you know, get special treatment or like favor from, from the church. He's just like a regular guy. And at the end of the year, he normally sends a message to all of us to prepare us for the first of the year fasting that we do as a church community. And uh, this is a message from our president, Steve Merrill. Let's watch it. Just as we always do, we started 2019 together with a week of prayer, fasting, and consecration, focusing on developing great faith. We continued our great faith theme with a six-week sermon series designed to strengthen our faith. A few months later, when 6,000 of us gathered together in Orlando, Florida from 80 nations to celebrate every nation's 25th anniversary at Go 2019, we continued to emphasize great faith in our great God. I want to encourage you to finish this year the same way you started it, not wavering in unbelief concerning the promise of God, but growing strong in faith as you honor God, being fully convinced that God is able to do what He promised, that He is able and willing to give the nations as an inheritance to those who ask. 2020 is approaching, and I know you want to start the year and finish the year strong. As always, we plan to start the year with a week of prayer, fasting, and consecration. Our 2020 theme will be Amazing Grace. We've written devotional guides, we've produced videos, we've prepared sermon series on Amazing Grace that will follow the prayer, fasting, and consecration week. We are declaring 2020 to be a year of grace in every nation. As we prepare for that week, I am claiming Romans 5:17 for all of us. Because of one man's trespass, death reigned through that one man. How much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. I am believing with you that because of the abundance of grace, we will reign in life in 2020. 
1984, Steve Merrill, as a college student, went to Manila to do a mission work. And from there, every nation was born. Now we have every nation in almost 80 countries all over the world. So we are starting our Amazing Grace, Amazing Grace uh, prayer and fasting starting on Monday. And I encourage you to participate. This is being done worldwide as a church. They started last week, actually, but we normally do this on February because most of the people are out during January, but since we've had bushfires and stuff like that, people opted to stay, so we're starting it earlier. Some of our churches in Australia started it last week, and we're starting it this week, all right? So it's Monday to Friday. It's a five-day of fasting, January 13th to the 17th, and you can download the app. You just type Every Nation Fasting Week on your Android or iOS phone, and you can download the app with all the instructions there. And this is how it looks like in Spanish. Sublime gracia, oración, ayuno y consagración. That's available in different languages. So it's available in Bahasa, Dutch, Filipino, German, Lao, Polish, Chinese, French, Japanese, Nepalese, Spanish, and Thai. If you have you version, I encourage you also to follow the seven-day reading plan. It's called Amazing Grace, Every Nation, Prayer, and Fasting for those who have you version on your Bibles. So this is the scope of our prayer and fasting. It's going to be five days, and we'll be talking about and learning about the abundant grace of God, justifying grace, inviting grace, sanctifying grace, enriching grace, and sufficient grace. And we'll do the uh, breaking of the fast on Friday. If you look at the bottom, there are like icons there with the website. It even has a Bible built into it, so you can read the Bible there. If you click on this icon here, the website, you can choose the language that you want. And I encourage you, it only takes a few seconds to download the app. You need it as a guide for the week-long prayer and fasting. And if you want the kids to be involved as well, you can click on that kids devotional. We have a kid-friendly version of the prayer and fasting guide, which will last for a week. That's Monday, the 13th to the 17th of January. So I encourage you after this or right now, you can actually download the prayer and fasting app, Amazing Grace. It's going to be an exciting six-week series. And today, we're going to talk about God's abundant grace. Well, we have heard a lot of things about grace. People say, by the grace of God, you know, by His grace. In this series, we will look closely at what the Bible says about the grace of God. I was listening to a preaching by Pastor Robert Morris, and I liked the way he described God's grace. He said, God's grace is the unearned, undeserved, and unmerited favor and kindness of God. Today in our devotional, we will read two passages, one from Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 to 9, if you have your Bibles with you, and the other are verses from Romans chapter 5. In Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 to 9, it says, For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith, not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Ephesians contrasts salvation as a gift from God versus salvation through human efforts, which a lot of uh, other religions think for and think about. 
For by grace you have been saved. Many religions, they claim that you would go to heaven if you believe, and if you do, follow it up with a certain acts of good works. This is not the message that Jesus offers. While those who follow Jesus, we Christians, live out to obey and follow his instructions, salvation is not based on anything that we do. Remember that. Your salvation is not based on anything that you do. It is based on the grace of God. Through your faith, it is accepted by faith alone. And read this. Salvation is not from yourselves. It is not because of the works that you have done. Salvation is not based on anything that we could ever do. The Bible says salvation is a gift from God. When the Bible speaks of salvation as a gift, it emphasizes the fact that salvation is something given by Him rather than something that we earn because of our works. It is a free gift of God accepted by faith alone, based on God's grace. Remember, our own efforts cannot earn us our salvation. That is really very important. It is given only by grace through faith in Christ Jesus. Now, this gift in Romans chapter 5 is contrasted. The gift of salvation is contrasted with human sin. It says, but the free gift is not like the trespass. For if many died through one man's trespass, see, the Bible says the wages of sin is death. Because of one man's trespass, because of one man's sin, Adam's disobedience led to the fall of humankind. But because of this, the Bible says, how much more have the grace of God and the free gift by the grace of that one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many. This is simply saying that when our sin increased, grace increased at the same time. The grace of God and the salvation offered by Jesus Christ abounded all the more. And we read in verse 17, it says, For if, because of one man's trespass, death reigned through that one man, how much more will those receive the abundance of grace, the free gift of righteousness, reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ? What this is saying is that even if sin brought death to all of us, by the abundant grace of God, we receive the free gift of salvation through Jesus Christ. Now in verse 20, we read, Now the law came into into, into increase the trespass, but where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. And in verse 21, it says, So that as sin reigned in death, grace also might reign through righteousness, leading to eternal life through Christ our Lord, Jesus Christ our Lord. It is not our righteousness, but the righteousness of Christ that saves us. This is really very important. There is nothing in our own work or merit that can save us. Salvation is not something that we earn. It is a gift given to us, available to everyone who believe 
in Jesus Christ, his death, his resurrection, and those who live following him the rest of his life. As we study the word today, it is imperative and important that we understand that salvation is only made possible by God's amazing and abundant grace. Let me share with you how someone has put it. He said, grace means you get what you do not deserve. First, there is mercy, which means suspending the consequence. Beyond that is forgiveness, which means wiping the slate clean. Grace means not just mercy and forgiveness, but you're also given something awesome instead of the consequences. And this something awesome is the gift of salvation available to each and every one of us here who believe and confesses that Jesus is Lord. The scripture proclaims that God is faithful, that he is gracious, that he is merciful, full of love and compassion. But many, many of us struggle to believe this. I would like to end this by sharing with you a story of a father and a son, Rick and Dick Hoyt. Rick has cerebral palsy. When he was born, his umbilical cord was wrapped around his neck, which cut off the supply of oxygen on his brain. His mind is intact, but he cannot move his limbs. When he was 11 years old, a computer was attached to him, which allows him to communicate using his eyes to control the cursor, which serves as a mouse. He did attend school, and one day when he was 15 years old, he told his dad about the charity road race. It was for a young student who had an accident, badly injured in an accident. Rick came home, and he said to his dad, Dad, I have to do something for him. I want to let him know that life goes on even though he's paralyzed. I want to run in the race. See, Rick was 15. His dad was 40 years old. He was never in shape to do that because he had three sons. He attends to Rick. But he said, I cannot say no to him. So he ran for his son. They had a bike specially designed where Rick can sit in front while his dad pedaled. As of March 2016, Rick and his dad had competed in 1,130 endurance events, including 72 marathons. They had run the Boston Marathon 32 times. Rick sits in a custom-designed wheelchair and his dad pushes him. Also adding the list to their achievements, they biked and ran across the United States in 1992. Imagine completing a full 3,735 miles in 45 days. They also competed in triathlons. They participated in six Ironman triathlons where Rick's dad pulls him on a raft while swimming across the waters. You can just imagine how difficult it is for his dad. The grace of God is mind-blowing. We cannot fathom it. 
Many of us would probably even have a hard time picturing how that grace looks like. And I would like to show you a picture of God's grace. It's important that we understand what this grace is all about according to the Bible, but somehow it helps us remember if we see a clear picture of what, God, what God's grace looks like. I hope that you will remember this always. I want you to watch this video. It's about four minutes long from Gateway People. It's a picture of grace that I want each and every one of you to remember. The love, the mercy, and the grace of a father to his son. I am that young man on that chair. We are that young man on that chair. You know, you and I, we are here today because somewhere, somewhere in our lives, God pulled us out when we were stuck in our stubborn unbelief. Somewhere in our lives, God pushed us when we were trapped in our sinful past. Somewhere in our lives, God carried us when we cannot even stand. We are here because of God's amazing love and abundant grace. All that He is asking you today is to let Him push, to let Him pull, and to let Him carry you. Because on your own, you cannot even get to that chair. You are here today for a specific reason. You came here to church because God wants you to hear this. God wanted you to see that. God wants you to understand how amazing and how extravagant His love and His grace is. Whatever you are going through right now, I don't know what that is. But God is asking you this. Will you allow me to carry you? If you want to give your, your life, the control of your life to Jesus, today we want to pray for you. If there is anything that you would like us to pray for, our leaders will be here to stand with you in prayer. So bow down our heads. Heavenly Father, we realize that we are sinners. Never could reach heaven on our own. Lord, I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins. That on the third day, He rose again. Thank you for your amazing grace. I am here standing because of that great love. Lord, I ask for your forgiveness for the many times I refused to let you take control over my life. I was too good for myself. I can do anything I want. I can plan for my life. 
Lord, we come to you now in complete surrender as we give to you our lives. May your will be done in heaven, here on earth, and in our lives. This we pray and ask in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. You just heard a message from Every Nation Canberra. For more messages like these or to access other resources, please visit our website at iancanbra.org. Like our page on Facebook at facebook.com slash everynationcanbra.